0: This is a Mirakami Minute, presented by the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. Hello there, Mirakami fans. This is your host, Caleb James, with me again. Again? Again. again. Uh, Mr. Spencer Church. We are back with another Mirakami Minute. Now we're getting a little more intense. Maybe not this episode, maybe the next one. I forget. We are still reading The Elephant Vanishes. This is part three? That we're on Three, now? yes. Holy moly. This first story is a doozy of a title, but again, a non-story. I'm going to read this title, and just so you know, where I pause is where there's a period, Mm. because this title has periods. The Fall of the Roman Empire, the 1881 Indian Uprising, Hitler's Invasion of Poland, and the Realm of Raging Winds. This was a weird story. Essentially, what it was was a guy's diary entries, but it wasn't written like diary entries. But each one of his entries was one of these individual titles of this giant title. So one entry was just, uh, you know, the fall of the Roman Empire. What did you think of this story? This story and the next story. Did not care for so much? Not really.
1: Me neither. But again, like, they're really, like, non-stories.
0: Yeah. This one was another Alfred Birnbaum, if that was his name, translation. Which again, because the late the other stories we read that were we'll covered the next episode, I really like those ones, and those were by Jay Rubin. Yeah. So I'm just wondering. if this seems to be a trend of well, Alfred. But I read, I looked it up, and a couple of the books that Alfred Birnbaum translated, I really liked. I think he did like a wild sheep chase and. Some I other think ones. he. I just think Alfred's getting stuck with the shit weird stories. stories this time. Like it does seem like he's getting stuck with the uh, the shit stories here. Oh, the
1: more uh, the more creative stories maybe
0: or unique 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 could be the word unique could be the word again this is another story that if this wasn't haruki Mirakami, this guy uh, this like it was just some random guy that wrote this it wouldn't get published anywhere probably no what was the story even about because i read this the other day it was uh it's a guy's diary entry it was like one of the ones that really are kind of hard to pay attention to in my opinion it wasn't it had the the diary entries then each kind
1: of one of those things wasn't he getting confused with like what was going on now with with the name of those the each one of those like you know like the fall of the Roman Empire and like uh, that
0: kind of stuff is that what was going on? something like there was this big metaphor about wind I guess that, that was the theme of this story it was powerful wind and it was completely lost on me I didn't yeah. I didn't get what it was supposed to be about like the diary entries are 80% fact. this is what the character in the story says about his own diary entries. The diary entries are 80% facts, 20 percent short comments. And that is exactly how this hmm. particular story is written. It's fucking 80% facts, I guess, and 20% comments about the facts, usually. I don't know. It's so weird. Each entry title is a simile or metaphor used uh, in the entry. So, what was an example here? Um, okay. So, the yeah, fall right, of the Roman Empire. I, I read one of them. They're not that long. Like, the fall of the Roman Empire let's see upon opening the newspaper and checking out the weather map however i didn't find any sign of a typhoon i just started out in the middle there's a big gale that happened the probability of rainfall was listed at zero percent a peaceful sunday afternoon like the heyday of the roman empire it was supposed to have been and then it's, this one's about the roman empire then the next section is the 1881 indian uprising and he includes the indian uprising of 1881 involved like Every one of these, uh, like the third one, Hitler's invasion of Poland. He throws in Hitler's invasion. like it's just this, like this half-assed way this character is writing about his day or whatever was going on, and then he just like, oh, it reminded me of the Hitler's invasion of, po- like, just stupid shit. Well, maybe was it the
1: it was the same
0: day as those happened? maybe, maybe. I don't know. I I have a couple page listings here. Like I said off air, one of the, because I wrote brief notes for this, like just like to remember, and I don't remember, blindfold sex. I remember his girlfriend, he has sex with her, but she would only do it with the blindfold. And the guy's fine with that. Yeah, She's the one, she calls him up and there's like a big windstorm and all he hears is wind and then there's just lots of wind. lots Lots of wind. But I have on here, read wind paragraph, page 113 and discuss Alfred's translation. So perhaps... This wind paragraph will uh, change things for us. Maybe this will open our eyes to the magic of Mirakami. I guess I should start on the previous page for this, huh? When I least suspected it, the wind seemed to have picked up out of nowhere. Hanging out the laundry on the veranda in the morning, at 18 past 10 in the morning to be exact, there hadn't been the slightest whisper of a breeze. About that, my memory is as airtight as the lid on a blast furnace, because for a second there I even thought, no need for clothespins on such a calm day. Their honest-to-goodness hadn't been a puff of air moving anywhere. I feel like this was one of those stories where Alfred used some strange, like, similes and stuff. Where was that at? Yeah, here this next paragraph. So this is where I was just like, mm, I don't know. Did Haruki Murakami write this, or is this just how it was translated? Man. Swiftly gathering up the laundry, I then went around shutting all the windows in the apartment. Once the windows were closed, I could hardly hear the wind at all. Outside in the absence of it's <laughs> a weird phrasing. Outside in the absence of sound, the trees, Himalayan cedars and chestnuts mostly, squirmed like dogs with an uncontrollable itch. Swatches of cloud cover slipped across the sky and out of sight like shifty-eyed secret agents. While on the veranda of an apartment across the way, several shirts had wrapped themselves around a plastic clothespin clothesline and were clinging frantically like abandoned orphans just a lot of yeah a lot of weird similes like a band they were, they were like abandoned orphans why were they like abandoned orphans why is it like an itchy dog uh this whole story i did like
1: the itchy dog one though <laughs> it's
0: just weird like i said this was five pages six pages but that it, like it was riddled with that kind of stuff
1: at least it was original
0: It was original. I'd be a fool not to read this next part because I just have overbleached underwear, page 115. So I'm going to go check what happened on page 115. I think it was another uh, weird phrasing, I thought. I couldn't say a word. I just stood there with the receiver to my ear, hard and fast. I had the thing practically glued to my ear. I almost thought it wasn't going to come off. But then after 15 or 20 seconds like that, the telephone cut off. It was as if a lifeline had snapped in a seizure. Which is weird phrasing again? After which a vast and empty silence, warm, <laughs> warmthless as overbleached underwear, was all that remained. Overbleached underwear is, has no warmth, Spencer. Mm. I don't know if you knew that. I I did not. And the last one, which I think you'll like, I just have highlighted anal sex, page one sixteen. Mm. So let's see what that brings us. By the way, folks, in future editions, I do have better notes. This was just this, like I said, I was not invested in this story because it's not a story. It doesn't have an ending. It's just like random diary entries, but not written in the form of diary entries.
1: I'm say st- like we've read uh, you've read most of the story already.
0: Yeah. Oh, this again. Another really fucking weird simile. Every so often, things would strafe past the window, a white sheet flying east to west like some sorcerer brewing an elixir of roots and herbs. A long, flimsy, tin sign, arching its sickly spine like an anal sex enthusiast. What does that mean? Or is like arching your sickly spine like an anal sex enthusiast? I don't like you doing that over there. You guys can't see what he's doing, but it's gross. Imagine a, like a cat in
1: mid-stretch uh, mid kind of thing.
0: Your spine is all arched in mid-coitus. I don't... Yeah, I didn't really care for that story. Um... What I think happened with all that weird, all the similes and the weird metaphors and stuff is because it's supposed to be the character writing that, so maybe that's just how the character writes, and Haruki Murakami was just trying to be over the top of that stuff on purpose, Uh, but like I said, not a story, not a fan. Next up, we have, this one was really interesting, but I still didn't, can't say I was a big fan of it, Lederhosen. Um, It was another shorter one, wasn't it? Hmm. I think this one was a little longer, but yeah, I don't think it was too long. It's the the one after this was the, the long longer one. Yeah, the one we'll end on. By the way, folks, I don't know if how this is going to sound on the final product, but we got a new microphones, so we're having kind of an adjustment here.
1: Yes, first of episode with new mics
0: so i should open with this there might be a lot of knob touching mm. the next couple episodes to get the levels right but we, you know, i think we got it okay but I think after, it looks okay on the but, screen
1: but after that we'll work on trying to get the microphones ready yeah
0: <laughs> after all the knob touching all the knob <laughs> touching we'll work on the microphones i only have one note for Hosen, and that is read page 126 and 127 so i guess that's what i have to do
1: that's, I mean, you, that's in your notes.
0: Oh, I only wanted to do this because of the German part. I should probably explain the story, huh? Yeah. Well, very simple story. It's a mother who... Is, there, is it her daughter telling the story, I think? Yeah, it's her daughter, or a strange daughter telling the story. But yeah. what it is, is it's a mother who turns out not to really like her husband. But at the time, it seems like everything's fine. Her husband's like a big drunk, right? Pretty sure that's the story where the husband's like a... Yeah, he's a big fucking pot drunk. I guess he's just like a loser. She wants to go on a trip to Germany, and either he doesn't want to, or he I think he can't. Can't, yeah. What the story is, though, it's the
1: daughter telling a friend of a friend
0: this story. Yeah, it was like one of those weird things where it's just telling like a random person the story. We,
1: we don't know really like any of the characters' names again.
0: You never do in most of these, and when there is a character name, it's a reoccurring character name, which we'll talk about in the next episode. The main thing is this mother, who seemingly is happy with her life, goes to Germany, and her husband wants her to get a souvenir of Lederhosen. Yeah, she goes to this small village, goes way out of the way. Supposed to be the best
1: Lederhosen. Li- Lederhosen.
0: Lederhosen. and all of the world. Oh. I, I thought she'd be really good at German, Spencer. Yeah, You seem like a guy that would just like blah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she go- so she goes all the way to Germany, and she's, ha- she's having a great time all by herself. She's making friends. She's just really enjoying it which is like the first clue is like, hmm, maybe my life actually wasn't so good. And she gets the lederhosen, and these people have a very strict policy, which I thought was hilarious, yeah. where you cannot buy the lederhosen unless you're trying it on there, because they want it to fit perfectly yeah. for the person that's wearing it. So they make her go get some guy in the street that matches her. Well, they don't make her. She makes them. Like, hey, I'll make you a deal. I'm never going to come to Germany again. I have to do this. I have to get these lederhosen. So she finally gets them to let her get a guy from the street that matches her husband's, you know, body type and everything. She He doesn't speak any English. She just brings him in. He's like, come follow me. And she's a probably an angry Japanese woman. So she takes him in. They try the leader hosing on. This guy's having a good time. And then at that moment she realizes, wait, I hate my fucking husband. Why am I buying him hosing?" And then essentially just leaves her family. And he becomes estranged from her daughter. And it's not a very happy story. But this part, I thought was enjoyable. So I'm going to read these whole pages because uh, I'm going to do my best to sound stereotypical german because that's how it's written yeah it's written in the german accent yeah. two old men worked in the shop they spoke in a whisper as they took down measurements and scribbled them into a notebook behind a curtain divider was a large workspace the monotone of sewing machines could be heard um by the way just brief interaction um a lot of these stories that we come into later i feel you really do start to get not just the Mirakami comedy like weirdness and but the writing style yeah. really comes out, and I think that's because those are the J. Rubin translations. I'm just not sold on this Alfred Birnbaum guy. Then like I said, well, Sheep Taste was good, but from what I remember, wasn't my favorite. It was not my favorite. Also, Philip Gabriel, shout out to him, because he also does translations of his books, and I think he might have some stories, and you haven't looked yet, but he's a really good translator. And
1: it's just been Jay and Alfred so far, hasn't it? Yeah, they've
0: been going back and forth. No, I think there's a couple in a row, but anyway. So the two old men are working on the uh, whatever they're working on. Liederhosen. Liederhosen, I guess that's all they do there, because it's a big deal in Germany. Well, this is just in German, so I'm not gonna. This is not gonna be good. Darf ich Madam? <laughs> the lords of the two old men addressed the mother. I want to buy Liederhosen, She responded in English, and I'm not gonna do broken Japanese because that would be racist. This make problem. The old man chose his words with care. We do not make article for customer who not exist. My husband exists. The mother said with confidence. Ja, ja, your husband exists. Of course, of course, the old man responded hastily. Excuse my not good English. What I want to say, if your husband not exists here, we cannot sell the Liederhosen. Why? The mother asked, perplexed. Is store policy? Is uns We must see the Liederhosen how it fit the customer. We ought to very nice. That's more Borat right there. <laughs> very, nice. Very, very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Only then we sell. Over 100 years we are in business. We build reputation on this policy. But I spent half t- That's weird phrasing. But I spent half day to come from Hamburg to buy your Lederhosen. Very sorry, madam, said the old man looking very sorry indeed. We make no exception. This world is a very uncertain world. Trust is difficult zinc to earn but easy zinc to lose. The mother sighed and stood in the doorway. She racked her brain for some way to break the impasse. The larger old man explained the situation to the smaller old man, who nodded sadly. Ja, ja. Despite their great difference in size, the two old men wore identical expressions.
1: They're like old, like, <laughs> comic book villains. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just, They're very serious about leaderhoods, which I love. Well, perhaps can we do this, the mother proposed. I find man just like my husband and bring him here. I didn't realize when I first read this but hers is broken English actually. Yeah. I did not know when I first read it I must have just threw in the missing words there. That man puts on hosen. You alter very nice. You sell hosen to me. The first, old, because the, in the story, she doesn't really speak like great English, but she does speak English. So when she's in Germany, you know, she finds a bunch of Germans who can speak English. That's how they communicate, which I always thought would be weird. They get another, that'd be like me going to Mexico. And uh, I, if I couldn't speak Spanish and they couldn't speak English, but we both could kind of speak Japanese yeah. like, we just to try to do that. So you both have broken accents. <laughs> like, it's just funny. The first old man looked her in the face aghast. But, madam, that is against the rule. That is against rule. Is not the same man who tries the Liederhosen on, your husband. And we know this. We cannot do this. <laughs> Pretend you do not know. You sell Liederhosen to that man, and that man sells Liederhosen to me. That way, there is no shame to your policy. Please, I beg you, I may never come back to Germany. If I do not buy Liederhosen now, I will never buy Liederhosen. <clears throat> the old man pouted. He thought for a few seconds, then turned to the other old man and spoke a stream of German. They spoke back and forth several times, then finally the large man turned back to the mother and said, Very well, madam. As exception, very exception, you please understand, we will no non of this matter. Not so many come from Japan to buy Lederhosen, and we Germans, not so slow in the head. Please find man very like your husband. My brother, he says this. Thank you, she said. Then she managed to thank the other brothers in German. Das ist so nett.
1: You should have been in a Captain America movie.
0: <laughs> the more I read that, the more I can get into it, but the more it hurts my throat.
1: I don't remember it being anywhere that funny, like that enjoyable whenever I was reading See, it. See, I read it
0: when I was reading it. That's how it went into my mind. Because I always think of G- Germans as just super angry folk. They're not. Yeah, they are. They're very angry. They just how they talk. Um so that was that story and like I said didn't really have like a good ending or anything. It was just this girl. Uh she she kind of talks to her mom now but sh- they're estranged and I forget what happened to her father. He's just a fucking lumpy loser, probably drunk or something. I don't know. Uh this next one I I really like this story. Um this is the one end this episode went on, right? How many stories you got? When... This would be the third. I was just trying. To... Well, the, that family affair story is pretty long, right? You read yeah. that. Um okay, so we we can end this on the barn burning. Barn burning? One burn, in burn, on barn burning? Burn, burning I wish i turned turn the heater off. It's really hot over here. That's another thing I need to get over here is like a silent air conditioner. Like something that will just like maybe just sit on the throne of ice. Yeah, there you go. So the barn burning, this was, uh, I think this was the first story in this collection that was in written in past tense. Did you notice? Because these are all first person stories. Yeah. so far, yeah. but I think this was the first one in past tense, I think they're all in present tense and I'm not, like, you know me, I'm not a huge fan of present tense, a couple, I think Kafka on the Shore might have been present tense, and I remember it throwing me off at first, but then it was a really good book so I was alright, but at the same time I'm a past tense guy, just past tense kid at heart, but Mirakami was doing present tense before it was popular just so you know, motherfucker. So, just a quick summa- summation before we even get to the story. The protagonist is a novelist who runs every morning and likes jazz and classical music. So probably not, Mirakami, right? Not, no. You think that's just Mirakami?
1: That's a completely a whole new original character. That, not Mirakami at all? Because no. he has
0: a book that's called About Running. Yeah. Just so you know, he's a big runner. He runs every morning, and he also happens to love... Jazz, Jazz and classical sp- music, and spaghetti, spaghetti, and cats. Oh man, I wish we Is the spaghetti in this episode? It is not, it'll be in the next episode. I have a lot to say about spaghetti. Yeah, uh, it's not the name of the story, it's just in the story. It's very brief, but uh, I thought it was an interesting conversation, but we can't have that now because we're going to, we're going overtime. It's a barn burning. This one is about a 31 year old married man who hooks up with a broke 20 year old who practices pantomiming. She takes pantomiming classes. And it opens up with like a scene where she's pretending to eat oranges. And he finds it kind of disturbing how realistic it is, even though there's no oranges. And you know what? It actually did have a cool quote that reminded me of almost like The Matrix. See, I have to delete these notes afterwards because if I look back on them a year from now and I'll just like anal sex page 13, like I'd be like, what?
1: I'm 13, I'm like, what? Like this one just
0: says page 134, orange. What does that mean? Um, You'd
1: be going through all your books for 134 and all orange. your books.
0: So, she, like I said, she was pantomime I think it was Clementine's, actually, but she was pantom- Same thing, pantomiming, peeling them, eating them, pulling the pits out of her mouth, whatever, the seeds. So, he says, seems you're quite talented. Oh, this is nothing. Talent's not involved. It's not a question of making yourself believe there is an orange there. You have to forget there isn't one. That's all. He says, practically zen. I just thought that was kind of cool. It was like, there is no spoon. Remember from yeah. the Matrix? There is no spoon. There is no orange. If you believe that there's an orange, you can pretend there's an orange, but if there is no orange... Does it even matter? I don't know. That was like some kind of Buddhist stuff. Oh, really? I followed it up? So I follow up orange quote page 134 with apple quote page 137. Uh. Do you remember what the apple quote was? Do you want to give him a rundown on the story real quick? That's probably a good idea. So this girl... I would say she's a good for nothing. She mooches off everybody she knows. She well, doesn't have a job. She, so. doesn't, she doesn't have
1: trouble seeing a man, seeing a taken man, because the guy in the story he has a wife.
0: Yeah, and she's never around and working or something, and he doesn't seem to mind being with this twenty-year-old. And uh, does it expose. I don't think it really says they actually have sex. Like I'm sure they do. It's just, I don't think it's stated.
1: I don't know. It doesn't seem like it. it. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't know. They have a weird relationship. So like she hangs out with them and all this stuff. Uh, to speed things along here. At some point she goes on a vacation to San Francisco. Is that where she goes? No, that's the next story. She goes, where the fuck did she go? Did she go on vacation? Or am I making that up? No. Oh, how did she She this? did. She yeah. was in another country, Africa. I think she went to Northern Africa. Yeah. And he was like, oh, that's strange. Whatever. So he has to like take her to the airport, I think, or something. I forget. But I know he has to pick her up from the airport. And he, when he picks her up from the airport, she's met a dude. Yeah. Uh, a cool cat. I, you know. He doesn't have slick back hair and a leather jacket, but I definitely picture that. oh yeah, he's like a rich guy he has a real nice foreign car and uh, he's just like a cool cat, cool customer uh, but there's a very weird relationship already forming. They uh meet up at the airport coffee cafe place or whatever and they're drinking beer and stuff and uh he you know the guy their narrator here protagonist, I don't know he's with the girl but not dating or anything, but now she's dating this guy. And then later on, he's like, it's a Sunday or one day of the week where he's not doing anything. His wife's at work and he's just uh, doing Mirakami stuff. Mm. And because I don't think you find out he's a novelist until like that part. And then they just like, I think she calls him up, the 20 year old girl. It'd be so much easier if fucking characters had names Mm. in these stories. But she calls him up. She's like, hey, can we come over? He's like, we? Who's we? She's like, me and the dude, you know, my man, my man squeeze. He's like, all right, whatever. Because apparently everybody's just cool in Japan with, you know, three ways, five ways, whatever. So they come over, they hang out, they do a bunch of eating, drinking, she falls asleep upstairs, practically naked, then the dude hangs out with the cool guy, then they're smoking a joint. uh, I'm going to get to that, don't worry. I'm just saying, a lot of grass, they're smoking grass. Stadies, probably. Uh, We're going to get to that, because I have a lot to say about that, but I'm just trying to speed up the synopsis here. So they're hanging out, this weird guy, he's like like a rich guy, but he's in trading or something, but... no, but like the girl doesn't really care what he does because apparently she doesn't care about money. And then the the protagonist of this story he he wants to know what the guy does, but he can never find out. But yeah, there's
1: he's, like no he's he's very coy about it. Yeah,
0: he just seems like he just goes with the flow. He's, he's Haruki Murakami. He's just going along. I kind of thought that he was into
1: drugs, like he was like well, a drug... get into that.
0: Uh so anyway, this uh, cool hip cat starts telling him about how he likes to burn barns uh he just finds random barns burns them down and there's a whole like metaphor and stuff about why he does it and but it really doesn't make sense why he does it. he just does it uh, he's like yeah they're garbage they need to go down like he's he not like nice barns or anything that could cause real damage just like run down barns he finds Just burn.
1: like every once in a while a couple couple couple, months, yeah. every couple months or so i just kind of get the urge to burn down a barn and so that's when i start looking
0: they both get really high and then he tells them that he's going to burn a barn like because he's like when's the next barn you're gonna burn he's very interested in this guy's barn burning um he's like i don't know probably uh sometime in the next you know one close to here the closest one to you sometime soon because he scopes these barns out ahead of time so our protagonist he gets like a map and finds every barn in the fucking area and he goes running every morning to f- scope out these barns and he does this for like months and months till like december it's like four months later and he knows no barns were ever burned down he's very disappointed uh, even one point he thought about burning the barn down himself, and he's like, well, did that guy just implant the barn burning idea into my head so I would do it? Fuck, I'm not doing it. He meets this guy. Uh, he doesn't meet him. He he sees his car in front of a cafe or a bar or something. I a cafe. He goes in, and he's nonchalantly like, oh, hey, funny running into you here. Starts talking to him again. Turns out the guy hasn't seen, the, like, neither of them heard from this girl. She's just, like, randomly moved or something, like, very weird, even though she's the catalyst for these two even meeting. Uh, the guy tells him, because he asks about the barns finally after this long conversation. The guy tells him, oh, yeah, I burnt one down real close to you, real close. He's like, uh-uh, I scoped every barn in the fucking whole neighborhood. I didn't see it. And he's like, oh, I burned it down. Sometimes you just don't see the things closest to you. And then he just left. He didn't push the issue or anything. And then the guy tries, like, after that to find the girl. Never finds her. Like, she moved. He calls her. All this stuff. I almost got the impression that the guy was talking about the girl not burning barns. Like, the the girl. Because uh... guy, the guy's very mysterious uh like i said you don't know what he exactly does or why he's rich and he like he travels and does all this stuff but it's just the way that last scene with them played out like they didn't know where this girl went because he asked the ones well, you know when did you burn this barn and he's like mm. like i don't know 10 days after i saw you it's like what and then that's about the time both of them stopped talking to the girl so i'm just yeah. thinking you might have killed that girl maybe that's what he's talking about the whole time
1: maybe maybe yeah I didn't think about that. Uh, I was just thinking his- It uh, didn't have like
0: a sinister tone to the story. Mm-hmm. It just, that's what I thought of. I, I thought his his
1: trading was he was like a drug dealer.
0: Yeah, I kind of got that impression. Let's go into my notes. Okay, so going with the weed thing. So they they both smoked, like they rolled it very casually. Like you said, grass. Yeah. They start smoking weed. Well, it's very rare I've ever seen any kind of marijuana use in Japanese fiction I've read or s- movies I've watched because it's very taboo in Japan even now yeah. uh weed is i think considered still like a hard drug like you can't Yeah I
1: think you'd get in like big trouble like if you I mean they like... might
0: eased up some since the pandemic but it's still it's like a thing cuz I even watched like things on TV or on like YouTube or something where they were interviewing Japanese people about just like you know how we use weed for medicinal purposes now and uh a lot of countries do that and stuff and then obviously the recreational thing and even them I don't know could be harmful like almost all the random japanese people were kind of i don't don't know about that they all kind of viewed it as hard like the younger people were like yeah maybe i could see that being useful so having like weed in a story so prominently like this I i was very thrown off
1: yeah and because is, is this supposed to be a collection of newer stories? Or are these? No, like... this
0: is all older stuff.
1: So, like, and so imagine... 80s. That's why
0: he kept saying grass, because that's well, what they said in the 80s. So,
1: just having that on top of it, too, of, like, the time period of when he originally wrote it, too, is probably even more yeah like you know like like you were saying like taboo or you know
0: like for some reason i know it's very stupid to me but i oh because like the yakuza and stuff i'm sure they all smoke and do shit like that but i almost when i was reading this was thinking i hope haruki mere commenting in trouble hope the cops didn't go but you got weed in your house buddy (laughs) it just seems (laughs) like grass you talk about that hard shit, grass there was a really cool uh phrasing here let me see what page this was on uh, I just wanted to bring this up. I thought it was really cool because it was talking about the guy. Because the next time our protagonist sees this cool guy with the girl, I think it's when they come over to his house. He hasn't shaved for like a couple days, so he got some scraggle. But he, it looks good on him. The guy extended his fingers of his left hand and stroked his cheek. The growth of beard made a dry, rasping sound, like a bug walking over a thin, taut sheet of paper. I thought it was just really cool yeah. phrasing. Like I never would have thought, like, but it would. like, You know, that yeah. scratchy when you get that stubble. Um, I really like that there's another line I liked in this story I, I what was your overall opinion on the story I liked the story Yeah, it's I thought that, it was a more human story compared to some of these because it wasn't about obsession or weirdness really it was just like you know they smoke weed drink some beer and talk about crazy it was stuff. like an actual kind
1: of had like a beginning and a middle and an end to it kind of it's the first like actual story out of this little section you know for this episode yeah it definitely my favorite of this episode
0: well that's de- that seems to be the uh the the stories that are actually a little bit like you know 15 20 pages seem to be the better stories yeah. in this collection so far. Where is this one? See I, I wish I was a highlighter guy. Yeah. I, I don't like ruining my books though. Even if they're crappy copies I don't want to. Oh this is when he was uh he goes to the cafe and sees the guy He was talking about his car. It was parked in the lot of a cafe, looking less sparkling than when I saw it. The silver gray, a hint dollar. Though maybe that was a mistaken impression on my part. I have the convenient tendency to rework my memories. I dashed in the cafe without a moment's notice. I thought that was cool because a lot of us do that, especially writers, I feel, Mm -hmm. is where we think things are a little more vibrant and cooler than they really were. Like they have like we'll have memories where they have more of a special place than they probably should like you think of, like an old car you had growing up or something but then if you were to go back and actually see it you'd be like yeah oh, that thing's like a rust well, bucket
1: Well, then, too just think of the average person memory of like the old you know fisherman's story like every time that fish big? every time he tells the story the fish gets bigger and bigger so just imagine that with like you know uh, storytellers or creative people they're going to naturally like embellish even if they don't mean to it's just it's you know it's just like breathing
0: yeah so overall I like that story. The other two really non stories, uh what was the other what was the last one? That was the the one the big fucking title one I didn't like. Yeah the, the Hitler and the the Rome and all that nonsense. I like the Lederhosen, too I guess, yeah. I like the being able to do the German stuff. <laughs> uh so two out of three for this one I enjoyed. Yeah. Um again, this was the really short one I didn't care for uh but anyway folks uh, thank you for listening um after i edit some of this that'll be a little shorter but yeah the next episode uh, you definitely want to listen to because that's where we start covering some very mere s stories that i really enjoyed uh so stick around